Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Everybody dreams of that, right? The go-ahead grand slam to win a big game. What was the trip around the bases like and how much do you remember? Uh, I don't remember. I kind of blacked out. I just remember screaming. That's why I already lost my voice. But, um, you know, we talked about being energetic and uh, matching the energy of the other side today and the, and the fans. And, um, you know, I'm not a huge screamer, rah-rah guy, but uh, tonight I was, and it was it was fun just, you know, sharing that with these guys and competing against, you know, that team over there. They're really good, and um, it was just, just a great atmosphere. Back to the guest line we go. Presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Chris Ranji on Hit and Run, final hour of the show today. Um, in for Matt Spiegel, be back next week. And we are joined by one of the voices you just heard. That was Mike Farron on MLB Network Radio. Uh, talking with the hero from last night, Trey Turner, the Grand Slam put the U.S. ahead in the World Baseball Classic they advance to play Cuba in the semifinal. We are joined by Mike Farron from MLB Network Radio right now on The Score. What's going on, Mike? Ranger, how are you, buddy? <clears throat> I'm feeling great today. Uh, I was told by Kylie McDaniel to say something mean about your facial hair, so uh, do better. That's really, that's all you got? Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't know. That's I, I can't say anything mean to you. Well, I know, but the thing is, is that the like anything that involves hair with Kylie is like real, we probably should be taken with a grain of salt because it takes him so long to get that toupee on every day yeah. that it's amazing that he actually makes it on the TV. Yeah, it's I you know it's he's a little young for a toupee, really. Yeah, well, you would think. I mean, you would think that he would have the grace to do it naturally, but instead he's got this horrible quaff. So, um, all right, Farron, let's talk about this game last night. I've been talking about how I am a World Baseball Classic convert. I used to look at it like it was just getting in the way of my teams getting ready for baseball for the regular season. But this is this is a thing that clearly all of the players involved really care about. And my feeling is if they care, how in the hell can I not? I think that's absolutely a, a fair read. And I think that's, I mean, I, I think at times, you know, the U.S. team gets viewed as being a little bit more stoic or the feeling I heard from people, it's like, oh, these guys don't really care about this. or This staff doesn't really care about it. And I think when you saw the reaction after Turner's Grand Slam last night, 
you know that they care deeply. They're not quite as outwardly demonstrative as some of the other countries are, um, which is kind of like a bummer, I think, because I think that that energy would be great. Would be, you know, fans more, fans would boot off that, give that back to the players. But I think what you see is that they absolutely care about it. You know, when you hear Mike Trout at the end of pool play say, this is the most fun I've ever had playing baseball, that he was jealous. When, you know, when he turned it down in 2017, it was kind of a seminal moment for him. And then he watched that World Baseball Classic and went, man, I'm, I'm sorry that I did this. You know, Paul Goldschmidt, who is not the most um, verbose star in the game, right, has been very vocal about how incredible it was. We talked to Goldie post-game last night, too, and I've known Paul for a long time, and he said unequivocally, that was the most fun I've ever had playing a baseball game. You know, how can you not I, – I, I don't know. I, I guess I, I understand if you care about the team more – than this event, your favorite team more, that's fine. I don't begrudge you that. But watching the passion with which players are playing, watching the intensity, watching the emotions of it, like this absolutely beats any spring training game. And, you know, it matters. It counts. And it counts, you know, while it may not count in Major League Baseball standings, it counts for these players that are involved. It's been a tremendous event. And watching it grow over the last 17 years has been a lot of fun, and I'm excited to see what it is 17 years from now. Is it a valid criticism to say, well, look what happened to Edwin Diaz, look at Jose Altuve, um, those things happened because they participated in this? I mean, Gavin Lux blew out his ACL in a spring training game for the Dodgers. Kate Cavalli needs Tommy John surgery pitching in a spring training game for the nationals. Um, you know, I think you know, like you can make that argument about anything that in games that don't count, you know, those are in games that players aren't being paid for, right? Players aren't get paid during spring training and Gavin Lux and, and Kate Cavalli had their careers altered to some degree because of injuries in those games. So, I mean, I guess you can say that that's a problem. If that's why you don't like it, fine. Um, but I think, to say that it's meaningless is foolish, at least compared to exhibitions that are designed just to get your work in to get the season down going. I had a texter earlier and made a great point about how this is, it, it may not be ideal, the timing for getting ready for the, the MLB season, but this is very definitely a great thing for the game of baseball itself. Yeah. That, that, the, that the marketing, that what it does, the excitement around the world, and that includes the United States, is palpable. Uh, how much of a benefit for the sport, for the sport of baseball that is trying to gain, attract people, and then keep their attention, how big of a deal is the event? Yeah, I mean, I think, it, I think it's, I would say, less about um, trying to get people's attention and more about how you grow the game in markets that may not be um, may not be baseball hotbeds. You know, I think you know, you know I did Pool C, which Great Britain was in, um, and spent a lot of time with Drew Spencer, who's their manager. You know, Spencer is his full time job is as a marketing executive, right? Like he works for a big uh, Adam and Eve DDB in, in London, right? He's not a full time coach. There are no full time coaches in, in the British Baseball Federation. And so all of that attention, the money, the fact that you get kids dressing up as Harry Ford after their win um, against Columbia in classrooms, like that to me is really important if you want to see 
this game become global. And I think that's part of it. You know, there's always going to be, um, you know, huge swaths of the population in Japan, Korea, Venezuela, the Mexico, Puerto Rico, um, the Dominican Republic that are huge baseball fans because baseball is, is probably king in all those countries except for Mexico. But in growing it, in getting more exposure for it in Europe, in getting more exposure for it in, in countries that are developing baseball programs like Colombia, I mean, I think that's really critical. And I do think it's cool that, you know, that there are some rules here with in terms of qualifying for the next WBC. When they expanded the field to 20, they did qualifying tournaments, right, for the last team to be able to get in. Three of the four teams that had to win qualifiers to get in have advanced, have automatically qualified for the next WBC. So Great Britain, the Czech Republic, and Panama are all going to be in. It was other teams like Chinese Taipei, which is, you know, Taiwan has had a long history of strong baseball. Um, Colombia, you know, they're teams that have to end up qualifying as a result of, of where they finished in pool play. And so I think that helps to breed excitement and, and it helps to breed um, funding too, for those programs to be able to, to continue to de- develop uh, baseball internationally. Mike Farron, MLB Network Radio, visiting with us on Hit and Run on the Score right now. They're not using these new rules for the World Baseball Classic, the pitch clock, all that stuff um, that, that's not being done here, uh, but it is being done during spring training games Do you see players settling in and adapting quickly to these new rules and new changes? I mean, I think it's a little bit of a disadvantage for those players who decided to play in the WBC because they don't have those 10 days or 11 days that they're gone to be able to continue to work through them. Um, But I think you're seeing adjustments in spring training for sure. I I think you're seeing a, a reduction in the number of pitch clock violations um, you know, week to week, much like what we saw in the minor leagues when this more aggressive pitch clock came in in May of last year. So, you know, I think it's an adjustment. I think it's a little, you know, different in this event. I understand why they didn't include it in this. We have to get International Baseball Federation on board. But also, like, it's just all of a sudden you're trying to rush guys in a competition, whereas when we get to the postseason this year, they've been doing it for a full year, um, and it'll be a little bit different. I think there's there's... Um, you know, a lot to be said you know, for for the benefits that are going to come from the pitch timer. And I think the preliminary rounds, at least, have been a pretty good um, advertisement <laughs> for what could come with the pitch timer in terms of uh, speeding up the pace of the action. But, um, you know, I think it's I, I understand why both sides, both the Players Association and the league were kind of like, yeah, that's cool. Like, let's leave this these changes out of this event um, because we want to try and make sure the players are focused solely on what's going on in the field as, as opposed to making adjustments in meaningless exhibition games. Mike Farron, I appreciate your time. I think your beard looks great, and, yeah. and I won't have anybody say otherwise. So, Thank um, you. You've always you know, had my back, Ranger. Yeah, always, man. I, I, I'll i never not. Are you on the call again tonight? Yep, yep. We, and it'll be very interesting because it's Cuba, and it's the first time – since the communist takeover in 59, it's believed to be the first time that the, the Cuban national team has played in Miami. And there are already protests outside the ballpark. It's going to be a, a charged atmosphere. Wow. All right. Mike Farron, enjoy it tonight. Thank you for your time. Thanks.
That is Mike Farron, MLB Network Radio, again on the call tonight, U.S. versus Cuba, the semifinal of the World Baseball Classic, getting started at 6 o'clock tonight. I'm Chris Ranji. When we come back, we expect to talk to Eric Hosmer. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Our Cubs first baseman. That'll be next on The Score. We're back with more Hit and Run with host Chris Ranji on The Score. I give a lot of credit to the front office. I mean... Not only they got, you know, a ton of talent, but um, these guys are incredible in the clubhouse. I mean, it's you can just feel, you know, the energy inside the clubhouse and just, you know, guys are joking around on a daily basis. No matter if you're an older guy or younger guy, I mean, there's just great vibes going around camp. And, uh, you know, I've really enjoyed getting to know, you know, Hosmer's, Barnhart, Mancini, all those guys. I mean, they're, you know, because they've played in some, you know, the biggest games and on the biggest stage, you know, and they have a lot of knowledge and, uh, you know, super, super humble guys and just, you know, it, it's going to make for, a, you know, a fun year. And I, I feel like, you know, if you have those clubhouse, you know, friendships, it really does translate on the field. So, you know, I'm looking forward to, you know, playing with those guys. Cubs infielder Nick Madrigal on the score. I am Chris Ranji. This is Hit and Run until noon today. Back to the guest line we go. Uh, brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. We are joined this morning by Cubs newcomer, signed as a free agent. Uh, first baseman Eric Hosmer is with us this morning on The Score. How you doing, Eric? Thank you for your time. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. And I'm also a huge fan of Circa and Derek and everybody over there. That was a uh, good promo there. Yeah, I, you know what? I have not had a chance to go, but that place looks awesome. It's incredible. And Derek and Richard and all those guys out there, they'll they'll show us the way. They'll lead you out there. So you guys got to make a trip. It's awesome. But yeah, I I fully expect to get out there. And I want to be I want the sweet I want it all. I want the whole thing, man. <laughs> After this, you should. You should definitely demand it all. We're good. We're good to go. I know, right? Like, I think we just we just gave him a, even <laughs> more plugs here. This is great. Um, yeah. You know, you, you were just <laughs> you're just hearing from from Nick Madrigal there, and obviously, it's it's important to have a good 
clubhouse environment, and you've only been with this organization for a couple of months now, uh, and and spring training's only been going on for you know a month or so. Uh, how have you settled in? Uh, settled in great, you know, getting to to know the building, just getting to see how the flow goes and how it just operates on a day to day basis, and uh, just love being a part of it, you know, um, especially with Rossi uh, leading the way. You know, he knows the formula from the championship team back in 2016. So we're following his lead. We're getting work done, but we're enjoying ourselves at the same time. You know, we're about to take on a, a long season, 162 games. There's going to be a lot of ups and downs that come with it, but, uh, you know, we want to take this battle on together and the guys are meshing well out here and uh, getting good work in as well. You're going to play against your former team today, the 255 our time. We've got the broadcast Cubs and Padres. I know it's only spring training, but it must be nice to get to see your teammates. It's not it's not a game that, that counts to the standings, but this must be good for you to at least uh, see some of them. Yeah, definitely. You know, uh, you know, like we said, you take on this 162 games, you're with each other day in and day out, spring training before and after, so – a lot of close relationships over there. Um, you know, I really enjoyed playing with those guys. I enjoyed playing for Bob and his staff over there. So uh, that's the cool thing about spring training, especially in Arizona. Everything's super close out here to each other. And it's like a big reunion this month. You know, you go around town, uh, whether it's to eat dinner or playing some of the games, and you're always seeing somebody you played with before or played against and are familiar with. So it's always fun being out here during this time of year. Eric Hosmer, Cubs first baseman, is with us on the score this morning. Um, we were talking a lot about the World Baseball Classic, and I know you've got your own work to do, but I, I'm sure you saw what happened last night and how incredible that atmosphere was. As a player, what are your thoughts on the World Baseball Classic? Oh, it's it's an unbelievable experience. And, um, you know, last night watching that game just kind of took – took me back to the moments that uh, I got to share with some of the guys and in my years in the WBC. And, you know, you can feel the electricity through the TV, the atmosphere in Miami looked incredible. Um, You know, right when Trey hit that grand slam, you can just, you know, goosebumps go through your body because it's such a big moment in the game. And, um, you know, it's different. It's a different tournament. It's a different style of play. You, uh, you know, pool play, you certain games, you got to worry about the run differential and, it's cool because a different uh, it's a different group of guys you get to play with, guys you've admired, and uh, it's different getting to see guys you've played against and respect their game from across, but then to see their day-to-day process, see their day-to-day way they routine at how they handle the game and how they prepare, it just gives you a whole different appreciation for guys. And, um, you know, Stroman was one of those guys I've always admired playing against him. We had some of those years in the playoffs and then – getting to see him pitch two of the biggest games in that tournament and just seeing how he went about it on a day-to-day basis and how he handled the moment was, man, it made, uh, it made me one of you know the favorite guys I've played with just because of what he brought to the table there for his team. You, you went back for the first time in 2013, correct? Yeah, so I went in 2013. Uh, Tashera, Mark Teixeira actually injured his finger. I think he broke his finger or his wrist out here, so... Uh, they called me over about midway to fill in for him. So, and and you played at least in a couple. What is it? How much different do you think it is now that that this event has been going on for 15 or so years and has really kind of established itself? Yeah, the format of it is you got to go now. You know, I think um, the mentality in baseball over the course of 162 games is kind of stick with the process and trust that. 
you know, whatever you're doing is going to work over 162 games over that eight-month period. But, um, I mean, when you go, you get thrown right into an atmosphere of 40,000 people, and, you know, you can't lose. You lose one or two of those games in pool play, and there's a good chance you don't advance to the next round. So um, that's what's cool about it. You know, you find ways if uh, the bats don't get off to a hot start, you find ways to produce runs, and you get to do that with some of the best players that, uh, you know, you grew up either idolizing or grew up playing against. Um, and, you know, that first year I was on there, there was Joe Maurer, David Wright, guys that I've really grew up watching and idolized for a long time. So that was a lot of fun for me. As far as getting ready for a regular season, is it a benefit to play in that tournament or is it about the same? Um, you know, speaking from a, an offensive standpoint, I definitely think it is. You get thrown into big situations. You get um, some really, really big at-bats that there's a lot of uh, – there's a big moment on the line, something like that. So that kind of helps you lock in, get ready for opening day, get ready for that, you know, big league atmosphere and all that. Um, as a pitcher, it's difficult because, you know, those guys got to get ramped up and whether or not they're coming off a long season after a postseason run or something like that. But um, as a position player, I certainly think it helps you get ready for the season. Talking with Eric Hosmer here on Hit and Run, Cubs first baseman, newcomer here. What exactly, um, you know, with the DH now, it, it's part of the mix. And, you know, that's a thing that uh, a lot of players are getting to do. There's a lot of rotation in terms of where where guys play. One day you're in the field, one day you're the DH. I mean, you've, you've uh, been the DH a handful of times in your career as well. What sort of role do you expect this year in the amount of times you might find yourself at first versus DH? Yeah, just whatever uh, whatever the club needs of me, whatever Rossi and the, and the staff need and whatever we need to help this team win. Um, you know, I think that is the good thing about having the DH in both leagues now. It gives you the ability to have a lot of depth going in your team and your roster. And um, there's certain stuff that's thrown at teams throughout the year, whether it's um, you know, guys getting hurt, guys missing time, something like that. So, um, you know, there's going to be different roles needed at different times for from all of us. But um, I think that's what's good about our team is we have a lot of guys that are familiar with a lot of different roles, a lot of guys that know what they need to do to to help this team win and um, kind of know what their, their role is in this team. So uh, it's fun when you got everybody buying in, everybody knowing what their role is and everyone with one common goal, and that's to win. So, you know, we're all ready to take this battle on together. We know it's going to be a hard one. We know it's going to be ups and downs, but, you know, we're certainly ready to take it on together. Eric, you played in Boston, which for me, when I went, I mean, gosh, it was probably 10 years ago, I think. I went to a game at Fenway Park, and it was it was the most electric a regular season game I've ever been to. It's just people were into it from start to finish, and this was like early September, Wrigley Field can be like that too a lot, where there's just a buzz the entire time. And you you've played in in all the ballparks. Where where does Wrigley Field stand for you in terms of atmosphere? Uh, it's great. Um, you know the way I've explained it to my friends and my buddies back home is it feels like it's the state championship every uh, every single game there. You know when you're young in high school and uh, that's your common goal to win that state championship. And there's just a different atmosphere about it that you get to feel and experience if you're fortunate enough to make that. And it was a kind of similar feel at Wrigley, you know, there's so much tradition there. And, um, you know, anytime you're, you're going, you know, it's going to be a packed house, you know, the atmosphere is going to be great. And the common theme around the league, I remember when I was young was to always get out there and batting practice. Cause from batting practice on, I mean, the atmosphere there is, is second to none. So 
Uh, I certainly can't wait to call it home. Um, you know, I was out in San Diego for a couple of years, so I'm going to have to get used to this weather for the first month or month and a half. But, um, you know, we'll get through that. We've done that before. And then the summertime will come, and, uh, you know, there's going to be no better place to be on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, so I grew up in St. Louis, and it is humid as hell in St. Louis. And I know Florida. <laughs> Florida's even worse. Like, that that humidity yeah. is... Dude, it is the worst humidity I've ever, when I was in Tampa, worst I've ever experienced in my entire life. Is it difficult to adjust to that, to, to grow up in a humid environment and then go play in Chicago where it's cool most of the year? Yeah, it is a, it is an adjustment, you know. I think it's something you get used to, though. Uh, you know, even being out here in Arizona for the desert or in the desert for a month or so, it's a little bit of an adjustment on your body. It's a little bit of adjustment just kind of all around, you know, but um you know it's part of it it's something that uh you know we're going to get used to and um you know if we plan on playing in october i know it gets a little chillier in october as well so you know we got to get used to that early and uh you know hopefully we can get to the point where we somehow find a way to get through and get used to it and we can use it as a home field advantage at some point what are you looking forward to most when the season gets started um just like we just talked about you know being able to play at wrigley every single day being able to um just play for the chicago cubs organization you know i know uh, every time i've played against the the cubs whether it's at home or on the road they always have a huge following and um you know it's uh some of the best fans all throughout sports and uh you know mixing with these guys here mixing with rossi and his staff it seems like a really fun group so just ready to get another year started and uh it's a fun situation for us to be in because um, you know, besides our fans, there's not a lot of people expecting a lot out of us, and I think we expect a lot. So we feel like we can sneak up on people, and we're going to be right where we need to be at the end of the year. So we're ready to get this thing going. Yeah, you know, we talked about this earlier. I, I mentioned the the Padres game today, and it's a former team. And I, when we are looking at it from the outside as fans, we project how we feel, and we think, oh, he's going to be extra motivated to play against the Padres and you know, against the former team, and San Diego is a good team. You know, they're 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 favored. I mean, they're really, really good. When you play those games, the regular season games, when the season gets started, are those games, or would they be, you think, feel more important to you, or do you feel extra motivation when you play against the former club? Yeah, I think there is a little bit more, you know. I think you want to do well. You want to um, do well, obviously, against anybody you play, but, um, you know, it's a different, uh, it's a different feeling. It's kind of, you know, there's certain times where you face a buddy from back home or you face a guy that, you know, you went to high school with or something like that. And you certainly want to get a little bit of bragging rights over them and, uh, just to mess with them about it. But, um, there'll, there'll definitely be some, uh, a little more going on there. You know, uh, there's a lot of guys over there that I've had a lot of good times with and, um, you know, whether it was on the card table or, or doing something fun, we would always have fun little competitions between each other. So to be able to compete against them on a major league stage and uh, to do it at Wrigley or in Petco is going to be fun. And that's something I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to. Eric Hosmer, I appreciate your time. I also appreciate you agreeing to bankroll me at Circa when I when I finally get a chance <laughs> to go out there sometime soon. It was really, really nice of you. You didn't have to. If you got the connection for the suite, then I'm I'm with it, man. Let's go. We got we got a deal. I'm in, dude. <laughs> let's let's do it. Eric Hosmer, thank you, man. All right, sounds good. Appreciate that is, you guys. Uh, appreciate you. That is Cubs first baseman Eric Hosmer with us here on the score.
Yeah, I just, look, I don't need a huge bankroll. Like, you know, let me go in with like 25 Gs. That's it. That's not much. 25,000? We could could make a day of that. It'll all be gone in an hour, but we can make a day of it anyway, I think. Um, do appreciate Eric Hosmer being with us here on the score. Uh, when we come back, I, I want to say something about uh, a guy that I uh, I miss him already. And we'll talk about that when we come back. And if you want to chime in, you can as well. 312-644-6767 is the phone number to call or to text us. Would love to hear from you before we say goodbye today. I'm Chris Ranji. This is Hit and Run. I'm in for Matt Spiegel on the score. We're back with more Hit and Run with host Chris Ranji. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. On the score. Good lead at second, the pitch. Swing and a looper in the right field. That's going to get through for a base hit. Kiermaier, late break, gets the third. He's being waved home. Throw to the plate. Too late. In the second base goes the Rosarena. The Rays have come all the way back and have tied this game at five. Now the pitch. Swing and a fly ball to the gap in right center. Kiermaier coming over. He's going to make the catch. Verdugo's going to tag. Here comes the throw to third. He is out at third base. They got him. They got him. What a throw by Kiermaier. And did the Red Sox just run themselves out? of the eighth inning. The Red Sox have run themselves out of this eighth inning. We're gonna go to the ninth, we're tied at five. Ah, what a guy. Chris Ranji on the score, filling in for Matt Spiegel today on Hit and Run. Wanna thank uh, Sean Sears for producing the show today. I, I did want to do this because, look, I, I haven't had a chance to talk to you, Chicago, in a while. And it's been a couple of weeks. In fact, it is two weeks ago today that uh, we lost Dave Wills, who had been for, what, she's going back to 2005, the radio play-by-play voice, uh, one of the voices of the Tampa Bay Rays. He left the job with the White Sox, the one that I ended up doing a couple of years later, and uh, went to Tampa and had a, a great career as a broadcaster there, and we lost him suddenly um, over the weekend two weeks ago. And I just, look, I, I, I'm i glad I get the opportunity to talk to you today. Um, I know it's been a couple of weeks, but to lose somebody at the age of 58 who was so good at his job and just a really good dude. And I know people do this all the time where when somebody passes away, they say, I'm such a great guy and everybody loved him and everybody loved being around him. But, but Dave Wills was so good and such a good dude on top of just being good at his job. And I'll say this, I, I remember when I was in college and for anybody that's ever listened to me here, maybe you don't know who I am, and that's fine. I'm, my name's Chris. Hey, how's it going? 
Um, I grew up in St. Louis, Southern Illinois, right across the river from St. Louis. And so I grew up listening to Cardinals baseball primarily. You know, as a kid, you Jack Buck and, and Mike Shannon and then Joe Buck for a while. But I, I do remember when I went away to college at Illinois State, which is re- pretty much halfway between Chicago and St. Louis. I mostly went to school there with kids from the Chicago area. Most people are from up north. There were very few people from the part of the state I grew up in that went to ISU. And therefore, I met a lot of Sox and Cubs fans. And there was this very special relationship that White Sox fans had with the pre- and post-game guy, Dave Wills. And they used to talk about him all the time to me. And they would say, you got to listen to this. You got to listen to this show. You have to listen to uh, the callers and, and how he deals with them and it was, uh, and they were right, you know. And so when I got the chance to do it, what well, I guess it was a year after, or not the following year, but the year after, uh, Dave left to go to Tampa, I-, I was really intimidated by that. I felt like I'm in this guy's shadow. I, You know, Wills was so good at it, and he was so well-liked, and people, um, you know, clamored for him. And I know Sox fans were sad, when he left for what was a promotion. I mean, to become a play-by-play guy for any Major League Baseball team is a promotion, and he got to do that, and it was deserved because he was awesome at it. And the one thing that I always really appreciated about him and appreciated about the White Sox thing is it... I don't know how to describe this, other than to say it feels like a like a club like a a close-knit club that not a whole lot of people are are in if that makes sense I mean there are a, a lot of white sox fans but it's not the biggest fan base in the country it is one though that it, it almost seems like every sox fan knows uh, every other sox fan I don't, I don't know how else to describe it but that and so there's almost like this this family feel to it where you have uh, sponsors of the team or supporters of the team and, and people, you know, like down the street at Grandstand it was a, a family-owned business and Dave was part of that family and, and White Sox supporters were part of that family and Dave would always come into town and go hang out with the powers down the street. And, you know, it, it, just, it, it just felt like this like this club and it felt like kind of an exclusive club where where everybody knew everybody and and Dave was a huge part of that even after leaving the city even after going somewhere else going to Tampa Bay he was still very much a part of the White Sox family and you may remember I wish we had the call um couldn't find it I know it's out there, but I, I wish we had the call of Mark Burley's perfect game, which was against Tampa Bay. And uh, uh, the his play-by-play partner, Andy Freed, who gave him the opportunity. He said, and I, I'm, I'm paraphrasing what he said in the booth, but they get to the ninth inning, and Burley's on the verge of this no-hitter. 
and Freed says something to the effect of, Dave, this is your team. You have been, you know, you were part of that organization for so long. You grew up a White Sox fan. You get the call of the ninth inning. And he let Dave do that. And when I think about that, I get goosebumps, too, because it's, look, it's it's the main play-by-play um, broadcaster's job to get the final out, the final inning of something monumental like a perfect game or a no-hitter or the final out of a playoff series, World Series, whatever. It's always the main guy's job to get to do that. And I, I get goosebumps thinking about the fact that, that Andy turned to Dave and said, this is your team, you get the call of this because it's such a special moment. And that's that just shows you, it's just one illustration of how important Dave was to the White Sox family, even though he had left and had been gone for for many years. And I loved getting the opportunity when the Rays would come into town, or there were a couple of times I got to go to Tampa where the Sox played, um, you know, down in Florida, and I, I went with the team when I was when I was down there. I would, you know, had lunch with Dave in the stadium before the game would start, and I just I love talking baseball with him. He was such a good guy. And he was always willing to, you know, offer any advice if you asked for it. But just a very jovial person, and it sucks. It just, it sucks. And it sucks to lose somebody who should have had another 20 years in the broadcast booth. Um, And so I, I feel for the people at Tampa. I feel for Dave's family and his friends in Chicago who were his family. And I will miss him, and I know a lot of people uh, will miss him as well. But I'm glad I got a chance to talk to you about it because I uh, obviously haven't been around. But to get the opportunity to talk about Dave here today, I think, was was really um, great. Anyway, love Dave Wills, and we'll miss him terribly. Uh, 312-644-6767 is the phone number here on Hit and Run. But I'm serious about that. I always felt like the Sox were just this, you know, there's a texter who's being all snarky saying that, oh, so the Sox are unpopular. No, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm, what I'm saying is that the intensity of the fan base is is something that is, um, it's it's different. I, 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 I'm supposed to be good with words. I'm sorry. Sometimes I'm not. But this is a team that is that intensity is there like it isn't with other teams. And that's not to say the Cubs don't have intensity. They do. They have more mass appeal and national appeal. And you can go back to the superstation and the reasons for it and the the allure of Wrigley Field. There are all kinds of, of different reasons why the Cubs are nationally more popular than the White Sox are. But the Sox are that fan base is really something. In fact, I'll, I'll say this. The Chicago fan base, when it comes to baseball, when it comes to all the teams, Bears too. Um, in fact, we had a texter during the Eric uh, Hosmer interview who said, hey, could you ask uh, Eric what he thinks the Bears should do with the ninth draft pick? <laughs> You're always thinking about the Bears. And I love that. I love that about you. <laughs> I love that you care so much. But there aren't very many cities that care in such an intense way about their baseball teams. And I love that about Chicago. I love it. And the White Sox are, it's just very unique. 
It is very unique. And even though there are there are millions of Sox fans, it just it feels like, oh, yeah, I know that guy. I know Tim from Beverly. How do you know Tim from Beverly? How? I don't know. I just do. Everybody knows everybody. There, there's something about the south side of Chicago. It's just a, a very different and cool place. Uh, this text message says, Dave would never say Cubs or Wrigley Field. It was always the Northsiders and Shrine. That's true. That is true. <laughs> Dave did have, and and this is another thing. I, I used to um, to argue against this with, uh, with Sox fans, where I would say, hey, stop worrying about the Cubs. Stop crapping on the Cubs and stop crapping on Wrigley Field. Look, you have your own team. Worry about your team. Let them worry about theirs. But I get it. It's sports. It's supposed to be fun. You're supposed to be able to crap on teams you don't like. That's okay. And I should have allowed people to have that. And it's not like I took it away from them because you could do whatever the hell you want. But I always felt like there was this, this um, too many people were paying too close attention to what the Cubs... When a, a White Sox game ends and the Sox have won or lost or whatever, I used to get this phone call. And the phone call would be from somebody who watched the Sox game and I'd say, hey, uh, Mark in Payless Hills, how's it going? And Mark would say, well, the White Sox won and the Cubs lost, so it's a great day. And I used to always go, don't worry about the Cubs. Worry about your team. But you know what? Looking back on it, it's still kind of funny. I don't know, man. It's just sports. It's not that serious. If you want to hate a baseball team, hate a baseball team. It's okay if you want to do that. But I, I could not appreciate more the dynamic between the two teams in town. And here's what else I will tell you. As a person who is in a one uh, baseball team city and a, a two professional, well, I guess three now, uh, St. Louis has MLS, but there is nothing like the dynamic that exists with the White Sox and the Cubs and how both fan bases are insanely intense about their own teams and how they look at each other. And it's awesome. And you're very lucky as a city to have that, to have that dynamic. And you know what? That You get to pick and choose if you want to. If you want to root for both teams, go right ahead. I don't care. And nobody should ever stop you. But appreciate the dynamic that happens in the city. It's, it's an awesome, awesome thing. I'm assuming Matt Spiegel is back next week, right? I believe so, but uh, we'll uh, TBD on that. All right, TBD. But there is Cubs baseball this afternoon. Uh, 2.55 will be the beginning of the broadcast. Cubs will take on the Padres. want to thank our guests, uh, Eric Hosmer, for being with us. We talked to Lamond Pope. We talked to Megan Montemuro. We talked to Kylie McDaniel. And we talked to Mike Farron. We talked to everybody in baseball today. We didn't leave anybody out. And we spoke to you. Thank you. Thank you, Sean Sears. Thank you for letting me be part of your morning on this Sunday. Now go take a nap. Have a great day. Uh, this has been Hit and Run. CBS Sports Radio is coming up next. And then Cubs baseball just before 3 o'clock right here on Sports Radio 670 The Score.
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.